If you're in marketing, you've probably heard it before. Video is an essential part of the marketing mix. Video has proven to help increase conversions and build brand awareness, and is really a no-brainer for anyone wanting to connect with prospects and customers. But video is also hard. Video requires having a reasonable budget. It requires a well-thought-out strategy. It requires knowing what you want and need. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Gabriel Whitehead, Managing Director at Finance Shoots, a creative agency focused on fintech and financial services. I had a lot of questions about video and video production, and Gabriel kindly and patiently answered all of them. (laughs) We even had a chance to cover a few of the questions some people asked in the Slack group. Specifically, we talk about attribution, can it be measured with video and how? We also talk about how does a startup get started with video? What do they need to already have in place? Should they do animation or interviews? And what are the three most important videos a fintech startup should do? As well as some great examples of fintech companies doing a great job with video. Anyway, it's an episode absolutely jam-packed with valuable information. And I really appreciate Gabriel going into so much detail. Anyone who's getting started with video will love this episode. You're listening to Market Like a Fintech, a podcast where I explore how fintech marketers are using marketing to help fintech companies fulfill their mission of democratizing finance. I'm your host, Araminta Robertson, partner at the Fintech Marketing Hub. Without further ado, let's hear from Gabriel. So Gabriel, at Finance Shoots, you make finance videos or, or videos for financial services that are not boring. What, why do you think finance videos are boring? What is their problem? And how do you try and make those videos more interesting? Yeah, no, cool. Um, I think, I mean, I guess it's like, it's kind of based on where we started it and why we started finance shoots. I think like a lot of the reason why things get boring, you know, finance corporate videos is because they were corporate videos. You know, we have, we predominantly started working in a B2B space. And I think there's there's a number of reasons why video projects in like fintech or finance end up being boring. I think that there's obviously like there's there's a challenge of of kind of communicating quite a complex offering um, that potentially you know just in its bare bones isn't actually that interesting. So there's that kind of challenge, that kind of leap you've got to do. Uh, I guess sometimes you have to educate before you actually are able mm. to pitch these things and the solutions. That's another thing. But I think also it's just it's kind of the way these things are run. I think there's just an inherent risk in doing creative projects with, um, you know, companies where, you know, there's, of course, a certain amount of kind of risk aversion and kind of process and kind of stakeholders that will have to kind of be brought along with that. So I think that more and more I see like that kind of being like one of our core like kind of skills and like what we try and get good at is trying to you know take the early conversation which is usually quite ambitious with a kind of like oh we'd like to do this this and this and actually you know be really bold in the way that we talk about ourselves and the visuals of of a video or an animation and actually just protect that little idea like the whole way you know the whole way through so it doesn't like get like kind of absolutely like ripped to shreds like you said you know in the third draft of the of a of the video by like you know uh, some of their superiors because they didn't have that buy-in early on like there wasn't that kind of you know uh, kind of thought process explained early on by us about like you know this is why you should do it and this there's actually a risk to not doing it this way which is no one's going to watch it it's going to be horrendous like it's going to be really hard to watch um so i think i think that's kind of the way we 
you know why why we say like don't do boring it's just it's obviously like a it's kind of like a, a way to kind of land that message quite quickly i think and i mean i guess it means that you you need to understand the some of these financial concepts really well right to explain something i'm just imagining like open banking providers right um and having to make that kind of an interesting video but then also explaining it really well and even in a b2b context so you don't have to like dumb it down or anything how do you go about is that what you're doing now is that you're having to understand these concepts really well how are you going how are you trying to explain those complex concepts yeah no definitely i mean i think i mean probably one of the hardest ones we had recently was like a bin sponsorship um client um I guess just because that is inherently like it's just like it's it's quite a complicated complicated thing. There's 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 like an absolutely insane amount of kind of um you know that ecosystem of how that works and why there's even those I think it's four numbers on a on a debit card mm-hmm. like why that is a thing is is insane. And then you know we had this kind of challenge of like okay, so there are different ways of solving this problem and getting um, getting your bin sponsorship. But explaining that kind of pre- presupposed some understanding of the situation uh, of, of the kind of ecosystem in the first place. So it felt like there was a lot of these kind of, uh, you know, kind of like we were saying uh, earlier, like, um, you know, you, you've got, yeah, there's a lot of kind of general principles that you've got to get across first and then order to actually make the pitch. But I think to be honest, like the way, the way we think about it, I think the, the, this work, this idea of like explaining and like explainer videos um, is, is a very like common kind of trope and kind of very like dominant idea in like video production generally. And I, I often think like it's actually a little bit over um, overdone. Mm. Like, in fact, I think if you can, I think, what you know, for example, if you're just pitching a company in a brand video, I think the most important thing is to kind of take a position on something is mm. to kind of, it's just, it's just to be, you know, kind of like, you know, you've, you've noticed our, our own marketing for agencies, like, you know, we say, don't be boring. We don't do boring videos that, you know, our brand video is literally that basically only says that and says it in a number of different ways over and over again. And I think it's just that thing of like, you know, explaining something assumes that the person watching it, already has an interest whereas i see like videos more much more about like peaking an interest and that's kind of what we talk about like trying to help use videos to help convert more like i think of a conversion like you know as like you land on someone's home page you watch a brand video and then you actually are going to want to read what all the text underneath it that actually does the explaining because you know you've you've come across this animation that's like great and fast-paced and has a load of attitude or some humor or some sort of compelling like you know position about you know a problem that they solve or something people should do differently or think about differently and then you know you kind of go from there yeah i like what you're saying so stick to one message i mean we're going to dive deeper into video production uh because that's really like the bulk of what you do but i before that i wanted to talk a little bit about strategy because strategy is probably the hardest part, you know, a bit like content, you know, you can create the best video in the world, but if it misses the target, it's not the right, for, it's not for the right person, doesn't reach its objective, it's kind of useless. So I know that with video, it can be quite hard to, you know, especially as an agency, agency since you're working with clients, to kind of create a strategy and, and work with your client. But how, yeah, how do you make sure your video reaches the target? What, what does success look like, I guess, is my question. Yeah, well, I think it massively depends on the type of video and project okay. project you're embarking upon. I think if you like take the example of like a brand video, or, like a, a video that you're going to have on the, the homepage of your website, and you know pitches your company at the top level, um, 
in terms of knowing whether that project has worked, I think uh, the, the really simple answer is obviously, you know, you can get into analytics and stuff, which you, you probably should do. But I think the really simple answer is that if, you know, if people are talking about your video on sales calls and, you know, every mm. time you actually speak to your clients, I think that is like an absolutely massive indicator that it's resonated with people. And uh, that's, you know, just from my, my own experience as an agency with a brand video that and literally everyone I talk to more or less that's says true. that to me. And it's, it's, um, you know, you, then you, it's very, you know, because attribution is obviously quite a tricky thing, right? But like, if if you, you get on the call and the first thing they say to you in real life is that, I feel like that's like, you know, it kind of takes precedent over like just looking at like viewing figures or like the drop off rate after like three seconds or, or, you know, whatever you're interested in. That's a good, good metric. Yeah, I agree. And it's also works yeah. for content and other marketing types. If someone mentions it on a sales call, then obviously it was very useful. In terms of, so yeah, you, you, you mentioned attribution, which is quite difficult with video. I mean, it depends obviously on a lot of different things, but do you do that? Do you measure, what kind of things are you measuring when it comes to video? Yeah, so that's not typically the part of the service that we offer. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, typically the way it works with us is that the client has like a brief and a strategy already. Mm -hmm. They've got they an idea roughly of the kind of yeah. video they want to make and why they're making it. Although actually, you know, there's still so much of a kind of orthodoxy around video being effective that, you know, people still don't think about that as, you know, as much as they could, certainly. Um, I think that's like really important. And then, yeah, I mean, typically we haven't, I think because a lot of the stuff we do is around brand videos and or like events, it's, they're kind of more qualitative things yeah. anyway. So it's, it's, it's usually, um, we don't usually get involved in the kind of analytics side of thing with our clients, although I'm sure they're looking, I'm sure they're looking at them. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I understand. That's why I kind of wanted to focus today on, on video production rather than marketing, because actually they're completely different fields. Um, and just thought the last, last question on this topic is, Obviously, you do a bit of marketing for your own agency, and this was just an interesting question that came up in the in our Slack group. That was, do you think video is still effective for LinkedIn? Have you seen? And I know you've done quite a bit of this. Like uh, you've got your cool um, um, re React videos. Is that right? Uh, have you seen yeah, like yeah. good uh, success? How how is that working for you? Yeah, so we've done a bit of both. So we've done so we've got an organic series, just yeah, us reacting to animations. Um, it's it's fun. It's it's my first stab at doing kind of a regular bit of video content mm -hmm. for us as as an agency. We also, you know, we basically built the uh, finance shoots business off running LinkedIn ads with a uh, with our Ooh. our brand video essentially. Um, I, I've seen like pretty decent responses to both i guess the caveat with the paid side of things is that obviously like i think everyone knows this linkedin is obviously an incredibly expensive platform to run ads on um but also you know for a, for a lot of b2b fintech offerings i imagine it's probably the only place where you could actually target um you know the people that you need to um and then yeah on the organic side i think you know th there's been like good response it's it's funny because you know you can look at you can look in your feed and kind of think oh actually there's not that many likes on this video or not enough to justify the investment in making video right because i think that's the bar is higher i think because mm, obviously yes. it's either a time or a cost problem um and kind of you know it's, it's quite easy to make that conclusion oh actually you know uh, it doesn't really seem to match up i could just stick a kind of static graphic up and a bit of text and you know maybe that again more likes and it, it would take me like a fifth of the time but then what i find is like kind of quite similar to our own brand video is that like when we interview candidates for jobs at the jobs at finance shoots or just talk to like long-standing clients they'll, they'll often bring up creators react and you know cool. mention they kind of enjoy it so I, I i you know in the on just like pure like kind of 
solid numbers, it's kind of hard to say. But then I, I feel like, you know, that kind of general like halo effect of just, you know, the, the cumulative like kind of uh, help that kind of being regularly in someone's LinkedIn feed with engaging content and that being video as well and that being done well, I think, you know, I think that's still like pretty, pretty valuable. Yeah. So I guess if you can do it and if you enjoy doing it, then why not? Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there's, um, I think, uh, Bitpanda, they've started, they're kind of one of the few fintechs I've seen recently do, um, you know, they do like a weekly kind of wrap up video, a weekly recap. It's like, it, it, and they seem relatively early, at least on LinkedIn, being a fintech that does like regular video content. And I think, you know, that's like a whole interesting topic about, you know, I think far too much video production still is just like one off big projects that you never really get to iterate on or improve. And, you know, that doesn't really recognize the way that people actually consume content mm-hmm. these days. Whereas I think the way they, what they've done with their weekly recap is like, it, it looks amazing. It's really useful. You know, it's just, it's there on a Friday. I'm sure it's kind of a routine for people at this point as well, which I think, you know, if you can get to that kind of regular content production and, and video, it's kind of quite a nice thing. Like, you know, you kind of just look forward to watching it. And I'm sure it must be very valuable for them to have kind of position themselves in that kind of space of, yeah, for sure. I need to check them out. That's really interesting. Great. So I wanted to kind of now approach the topic of getting started with video because I know many people in our audience are kind of still managing. You no, know, what 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 does what role does video play in marketing, and how do you kind of get started? So, and and as you said yourself, the, the barrier is a bit higher. So let's just say that you know we're a fintech startup, and we know video is super important. We know video is uh, the future of content and all that. What would you say is the first thing to keep in mind when it comes to creating videos? Yeah, as in the kind of the first thing to keep in mind, just generally embarking on any kind of video project or... Yeah, like let's just say we want to start doing video for for a company. What would you say is the first step in that direction of any kind of video, I would say? Yeah, no, sure. I mean, I think I, I talk to a lot of clients that have never done any video and often we end up, I think, being the most helpful place to start, to start is to do some sort of brand video. And that okay. doesn't have to be some really expensive, like drawn out long process. But I think that the value of that is that, you, you know, you're, you're doing it at a kind of top level. You're kind of thinking like it's, kind of, it's, it's almost like a briefing exercise for all the rest of your videos while mm. also getting a video out of it. Because you'll, you'll start thinking you'll have obviously have to start thinking about what your brand looks like in motion. And, you know, unless you've done a few like animated GIFs or something, your branding is probably mostly like entirely static. So I think that's like a quite a really good exercise to go through. I think if you're doing it around the time of your website and your homepage copy and your sales copy, it's quite a similar exercise in terms of like pitching a company at that level. So I think if your head's in that space, I think that can be that can be kind of, it can be a natural kind of um, complement to that doing that process. Um and then I think you've just got this thing where you're just like, okay, this is what video looks like for our for our company. And then you can kind of um, spin out kind of elements of that or kind of just a, kind of general principles, um, which which can then filter into different types of content. Um, and yeah, I think that's generally, generally where I'd say like it's, it's good to start. Yeah, like it provides a good foundation. Um, yeah. So what is a brand video exactly? And what would you say makes a good brand video? Yeah, I think I think it's got to. Uh, I'm kind of like we were talking earlier. Like, I think it has to like take a position on something, nice, yeah. and I, I don't think it can get bogged down in details. And it has to say, basically, it has to say the same thing over and over again in different ways. 
for maybe about 60 or 90 seconds. Um, I think if, if, if there's, you know, if there's room in your kind of tone and voice and brand to have humor, I think you definitely want to do it. And I think in terms of stylistics of the video, um, I think there's some kind of strategic things about the way you go about it. Obviously, cost is one factor. There's certain types of styles that are cheaper, like text, short text animations. Um, but I think, you know, you should definitely not commit to doing some sort of brand video that has a lot of, like, people in it, like, from your company, unless there is, like, a, a large amount of buy-in and kind of general competency for being on camera, because that's, like, a huge risk. And that's, that's like, kind of one of the, you know, coming back to this, like, don't be boring kind of mission, like, that that is one of the things that often like absolutely ruins corporate you know b2b videos is is that you know you've kind of made it based on a personality that just wasn't wasn't there and probably didn't even want to be in the video anyway mm. um and so i think yeah that that's definitely some kind of like core elements i think that we like and then you know on the on the visual side especially if you're doing animation or even video stuff just you know just respect kind of contemporary design and you know think about video as much as you you're worrying about your website or any of your kind of visual uh, visual elements of your brand or or content like you know it, it needs to look really really great and you know um like interesting just throughout basically so you want you kind of want to stay away from like the typical employee interviews sitting in front of a desk um just like talking about the company mission repeating like a bit like what your boring meter Thing says in your in your company website so stay away from just people talking to a camera for a brand video just maybe play around with animations and do something that's a bit more interesting is that kind of what you're saying yeah definitely i mean uh yeah i mean it's kind of nuts when you think about it right there's so many of those kinds of videos are interview based because yeah. you wouldn't just be like oh, i'm going to write an article and i'm just going to let one someone in the team just like you know, bash out a thousand words and then I'm going to post it. That's going to be all right. And also it's it's kind of weird going into a project like that that's so kind of uh, top, you know, at the, you know, the top of anyone's experience of you and just be like, oh, you know, we'll just see what people end up saying and then we'll edit it, edit it into yeah. something coherent. Like, I think, you know, if you are going to do something that looks like it's interview based, like we always say, like script it, you know, and and then you know and then and then write questions that lead to the the answers that you want don't you know don't do that in the in the you know after filming kind of thing um but yeah i think generally like you know we try and stay away from that i think it's i think just where we are at at this point with like people's attention spans and like what people are prepared to watch certainly something that kind of demands attention like a fast-paced animation or someone literally standing in the middle of a camera talking to the screen mm -hmm. you know in a fully scripted way i think are just generally like more likely kind of mediums to get any kind of message across yeah th those are those are good tips um and before even you, you briefly mentioned like brand and and stuff so would you say before doing video, before doing your brand video, what are some things you need to have nailed? Like, for example, I can imagine brand, your mission. What are some things that you need to have, like, for sure? Yeah, no, sure. I think, I think, um, it, it, yeah, you, de you definitely need some sort of kind of minimal, minimum viable brand yeah. in place. Um, you know, you need to be clear on your positioning. And I think it's very hard to write a copy for a brand video if you don't have any USPs or you're not sure about them. That That's certainly, like, hard. I think there's some kind of more practical things as well. Like I think you need you need consensus and buy-in at the start of doing that project. Like, you know, I think 
if if people aren't prepared to go along for the ride of making a making a video, which could potentially end up involving quite a lot of people in in your team, right, and including some people senior to you, you know, if if you're relying on them for like input or kind of ideas or uh, even just to feature in the video, I think you know you really need to have sold everyone on the merits of doing it early stage and i think something that we often think like ruins most like a lot of video projects or has the risk to is just like that lack of consensus early on that lack of vision and like kind of tendency towards like editing by kind of committee and 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 those kinds of things and i think you've just got to really guard against that and i think i think beyond beyond that like i think you've got to be ready to just have a bit of like a tolerance for risk as well Mm, i think you know by its nature it's a creative uh endeavor that it is a bit of a leap of faith but like the 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 appropriate reaction to that isn't oh let's just do something really really safe because uh, you know it's not it's not a question of you know you're gonna not gonna speak to anyone if if you if you approach it like that i think and i think that's that's kind of key yeah what 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 do they say about board meetings is uh that's where creativity goes to die right or boards (laughs) right yeah yeah no (laughs) i mean you know i'm sure board meetings are useful i mean boards yeah yeah, sorry yeah boards (laughs) yeah something creative Anyway, it will be very hard for sure. And so if there were only three videos that a fintech startup could do, which ones would you say are the most important ones? Well, I think, you know, it's, I guess it's hard to be too prescriptive about this because I think it does depend on like sure. some kind of quite fundamentals, like, you know, what, is, what are they currently doing for their marketing strategy? What, how are they generating leads? What do their sales process look like? You know, these kind of things. So that, I think, you know, there's so many use cases for video and I think there's a lot being underutilized, but I think like, and just in, in terms of like three kind of core kind of, I don't know, general kind of strategies with video, I think like, obviously, I think brand video is one of we talked about that. I think second is like using video in your sales process, if that's, if that's relevant, but like we, you know, we, we make like pitch videos or little things that like some of the sales team can like send to their prospects at a certain point in the journey or like when they do the pitch, I think, you know, that can be really, really effective. And then I think like, like we were saying about this, um, like Bitpanda's like weekly recap, mm. there is still very, very few fintechs um, or even financial services to be fair, especially in the B2B space doing, doing regular video content, you know, in, in, a, in a way that kind of, res- kind of uh, respects like what that looks like and why it can work so well. So, you know, I think, you know, YouTube's obviously such a great example of, you know, people turning up on a regular basis to watch their favorite subscribers. And there really is, no, you know, there's no reason why that model can't really be ported over to like a fintech on LinkedIn posting weekly, um, you know, and it being informative, like, you know, it's a kind of educational bit of mm-hmm. content. I think it's a great medium for that. So I think, you know, those are like probably the three main kind of areas that like i think you know i'm i'm most interested about like you know kind of problems that you can solve yeah with video. and I'm, I'm guessing you've seen well personally I, I mean as an agency you've seen traction by doing those weekly videos and and stuff like that i'm just asking because the the fintech in my mind that does the most of these videos is 11fs and they you've mm. probably seen a few of them and it's kind of the thing is that a lot of it is just two people talking like we're doing right now and I sometimes wonder, like, are people sitting down in front of a screen and just watching people? Talk? Probably not. It's probably more like podcast type. So I'm just wondering, like, in a B two B world, what kind of what kind of educational videos are you talking about specifically? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know what like YouTube you watch, but like, you know, I I watch some fairly like 
stuff on some fairly like in-depth topics, which is essentially, I don't know, someone talking to camera that cuts away to a couple of like, I don't know, screenshots mm-hmm. of a website or someone's product video or something else. Um, and it's like, you know, it's it's a position on like a market or like a, you know, a problem in a market. Like, I mean, you know, if you, if you look at like kind of the tech world, for example, there's a guy called... Um, tech alter on youtube mm-hmm. youtube that you know it's, it's, it's he almost has a bit of a b2b audience because he's talking about like the tech industry but like there, there is really no reason why you know if you just took that kind of raw ingredients of like a kind of great script uh, a decent kind of presenter and then some fairly simple video kind of editing like they're not they're not complex style of videos it's quite a cheap style you know i, I really don't see why that couldn't work cool. The people I, I know what you mean about like all of this content that is basically like kind of video podcast but they haven't realized that they're a podcast like you know they'll do like four of them and it'll be just people talking on like you know riverside or zoom and then you know the the kind of the misstep is assuming that the arena for the long term long form version of that is you know you'll find you find that person that wants to engage with all 40 minutes of it on in the linkedin feed which is unlikely right because no one is scrolling that feed to stay anywhere um for a long period of time and then yeah as you you know you've noted like you don't really need to watch 40 minutes of people or 40 minutes of people having a conversation and i think the value of video when it comes to podcasts is literally just you just have a bit of a clip you know you just yeah. you just have clips of people talking and it's just it's basically an advert for the podcast yeah. and you know you, you just really like take little bits out of it and I, I like the 11fs stuff i think it's designed really nicely it looks really great and you know they've obviously doing absolutely insane about content i guess yeah just what you're saying like if you can script it a little bit add a few kind of editing whether that's i don't know just cool I don't know what, yeah, cuts and uh, animations, like small stuff that might be enough to already take it to another level and people are interested enough to watch it rather than just yeah. listen. Um, and actually on that topic of animation, uh, video and design, someone in our Slack group, Katie, asked a really interesting question, which is what would you say is, well, is there, I guess, an ideal ratio when it comes to humans in a video versus animation, because a few years ago it was all about seeing like people, humans. Uh, but with COVID, there was like an opportunity for more animation to come along. So would you say it's good to have a balance of both or should a brand just stick to one? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think th- there's a reason why I think animation is st- strategically helpful, despite, you know, maybe questions around you know, what's more effective is because like, you know, even if it was the case that you really should have humans in all your video content, it doesn't necessarily, you have the right humans to have in your video content. So, you know, and you probably still need video content. So then you're, you're looking at different styles. I think we often say is just, you know, when we're talking about this, you know, an example of like embarking on doing a brand video or something, it's like, yeah, if, if, if it's going to, if it's going to benefit the video to have people in it, if, if, if what you're selling is kind of about, the people behind the tech as well as the tech then i think it makes sense if that's like your approach to brand your brand and which you know that you know definitely i feel like fintechs are kind of split b2b fintechs kind of split down the middle about their kind of approach to that i think that kind of be the way to go i guess there's probably some advantages to being a bit more of a differentiating factor because there's only so many ways you can make a kind of fintech offering look if you're just sticking to like you know entirely made up animated or you know graphical elements hopefully that's answered. yeah no i mean it's, it's a difficult question i think you know once again as we always say in marketing it depends i guess it also depends on budget and what you're kind of willing to put into it and you mentioned risk i don't know if you're if you're if your company already has like a mascot then i guess in a way 
the, the using animation makes sense. But if you, as you said yourself, if you're very, maybe if you're very sales focused and there's a lot of like, yeah, the sales funnel is really long and a lot of people are involved, then I guess it makes more sense to have humans involved. And then if it's more self-service, then it's more of a brand yeah, design Yeah, I think that's thing. a good rule of thumb. Yeah, totally. You made me think of something else then as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> Brands, people in videos. Oh, I guess like, yeah, well, like, I guess it's something, just personally, like from a kind of, I guess, style and kind of content perspective, like uh, some of the some of the stuff I like the most, like frenetically cuts between you know, some sort of filmed element and some sort of animated element, or there's a combination, combination um, yeah. you know, in terms of like getting to like a kind of style that I think uh, has like the best chance of like engaging people. Like we made like this very like fast paced video for Bop a few months ago and it cuts between like stock footage and then text animation. And then some of the text animation happens on top of a, a video of a cheetah, like jumping. And it's like the text animation is like in its fur. And it's just like, it's just so fun and kind of like visually like, you know, there's just stuff like grabbing you all the time. It's very kind of millennial kind of yeah. disposition. Um, but, you know, so I, I know I just, I really like video, that kind of video making. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Mixing reality with like an animation, although I can imagine that requires more budget, <laughs> right? Because it's Yeah, although, doing a little shot like that's not too bad. And like stock foot, using stock footage in a creative way is like mm-hmm. quite cost-effective way of doing okay. it um but yeah cool yeah, yeah and i want to talk a little bit also about you know engaging a video agency or i guess engaging a video agency or creative agency as you call yourself uh versus doing it in-house like typical question right at what yeah. point would you say is a startup ready to work with an agency and when maybe should you do it in-house if you can i think in terms of being ready for an agency i think you know you probably want you need some sort of marketing function in place. I don't, I don't think it has to be like someone like this that's like literally just dedicated to marketing. Because obviously, at a certain scale, that's probably not not happening. And I think you, video can still be useful at that stage. I, you you need you, as Kami was saying before, you definitely need some sort of minimum minimum viable kind of brand in place. And so certainly, like if you think your positioning or kind of uh, you know visual side of your brand is going to change, hmm. you know, in the next six months, like. Um, you know, you can kind of return to video, and and certainly some styles aren't super uh, aren't very expensive at all to like to edit down the line. But I think you you certainly want a sense that you're kind of you're going to have a good punt at like whatever way you're trying to pitch yourself right now. And then you know, if you haven't kind of got a marketing strategy in place, or you haven't already got like a marketing agency in place to kind of kind of really help the kind of background or the kind of think through the reasons why you need this kind of video over this kind of video like i think you know we can advise on that too but i think it's gonna it's gonna work for you much more if it's it's part of this kind of coherent like strategy and kind of needs that you've like identified mm-hmm. so yeah that's what we like to say yeah like i we interviewed luke from plio uh, a couple of weeks ago and like they do everything in-house uh, and so there are obviously benefits to that in the sense that it's easier to kind of get from start to finish and people are more aligned but you do need a much bigger budget and it's kind of what he was saying is just um it depends on what your priorities are and how the role of brand the the, the role that brand you know takes in your company maybe one could argue that for b2c it's much bigger uh although for b2b it's also i think you know increasing that the importance of a brand is is gaining importance every every year so um yeah it depends on how how 
much how how brand if brand is important to you and how branded how important it is to you and then with that kind of yeah depending yeah certainly i mean i guess obviously like the barrier for people being like making videos in-house is obviously just like this complete it's, it's completely uh like unknown kind of technical skill and i think people assume that it's more difficult than it is because you know of that lack of knowledge and i think where we're getting to now is you know maybe in 20 30 years like some sort of basic form of video making or just being on camera is is going to be seen as a comp you know as a kind of essential skill as like you know being able to write a decent email or a bit of copyright um so i think like you know if, if there's a question of like what you could do in-house or should do in-house versus like with an agency like there's really nothing stopping you getting your you know your your kind of uh, camera uh, like kind of friendly sales reps like just to be just doing like little bits yeah. of you know very like rough video content in the linkedin in your linkedin feed that you know that can be some of the most effective stuff and you know maybe you need a little bit of help kind of getting set up in that just general system and filling kind of video kind of production kind of strategy or process in place but like that that you know that seems to me like you know in terms of like skill sets that people could actually learn and content you could actually make in house that that seems like an opportunity to make that's true. And and I think we're all seeing that content is playing in an even more important role in just not not just fintech, but in companies and uh uh yeah, worldwide. Um and I, I remember reading somewhere like in five years or or something like that, or in ten years, every company will have an in-house content marketer doing all the writing and an in-house video videographer doing all the video. Um, and they'll be in charge of doing the content for that company. So you know how everyone's saying every company is a media company, every company is a fintech company. Well, yeah. that's it. You know, everyone's going to have an in one one person who's just in charge of doing all that, and one person who's in charge of doing all the video. So I think that's really interesting. Do you think that's is that a trend that you're seeing? Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's like I mean, it's really I mean, it's really interesting about every company becoming like a publisher and every publisher becoming a company. I saw some interesting article that was kind of like. Uh, it's a it's kind of quite a natural combination because uh, the uh, publishing is obviously very hard to monetize on its own and then yep. uh, the i think the, the benefits of like on kind of customer acquisition costs and lifetime values uh, lifetime values of having like loads of content like a publisher is high so they just it's like that natural um pairing but what was the other part of your question no just if it was um, a trend that you were seeing or it's too soon yeah. to say you think in terms, of, I think, I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think there's, I think there will always be a certain set set of companies that their need isn't regular enough True. to justify True. doing some of certain types of these things in house. But I, I certainly think, like, and it's a good thing that there will be less and less of a gulf between like in house skill sets and kind of the most basic or kind of simple video making. Um, and hopefully, that will stop being seen as like you know, this kind of skill that is completely without out of people's reach. And, you know, you've got platforms like Vidyard or I think even HubSpot has some like kind of personalized video kind of making things, uh, features in them. Um, obviously, like, you know, people are very like happy just selfie filming themselves with phones these days, you know. So, yeah, I think it, it's definitely happening. Mm -hmm. It's just I think it's just kind of the shape of that is in question. And maybe I guess obviously the speed as well. Well, it means more. Well, it's just going to have a lot more video. Um in the next yeah. few years. Um, and my, my final question on this topic is I just think it'll be really useful is uh, what, what kind of budget would you say should a fintech company or a startup um, set aside when it, sums, when it comes to, you know, doing video, a brand video, for example? 
Yeah, no, I'd say usually like kind of like five k upwards is cool. is yeah. you know it would be like a kind of reasonable place. Um, you know, I think especially with the brand video, you obviously it's it you know it's it's going to represent your brand. That's why it's called that. Yeah. Like it, you know, obviously needs some sort of care and attention um, to get right. Mm-hmm. I think for like regular bits of video content, you know, I'm we're trying to get to the point with some of our clients where you know you can you can roll out like some of these videos and kind of design styles of video around like you know being able to do them in less than a day and then at that point that you know we're, we're trying to find ways of making that really cost effective so right now that feels like the biggest kind of barrier to like you know kind of realizing this this kind of goal of you know that we're kind of talking about of like making video more of a regular bit of your content not just like yeah. one-off projects so yeah there's i mean there's there's also i mean video kind of cost there's so many factors you know it's, it's not kind of necessarily just a straight equation That's of true. like yeah per minute of certain style equals x um but uh yeah certainly trying to find like ways of simplifying and do stuff effectively and i think you know there's definitely a lot of opportunity to do video cheaply if you can approach it like a series where like there's some upfront kind of design work and quite intense kind of thought put into it but then it's just it's just this very repeatable thing that you can just churn out and when someone say a a company wants to start working with finance shoots uh, on a regular basis as you said what does month one look like? Like, how do you um, make sure you understand everything to do with their brand, their objectives and all that? What does that look like? Yeah, no, sure. Um, I think, I mean, typically, like, you know, I mean, in terms of a, a standalone video project, like a one-off, like, you know, like a brand video, like with our whole process, usually probably span about a month, um, you know, typically. Um, I think in terms of... Um, in terms of kind of getting that brief in, I think, I mean, we, the way we do things is that we just do everything over over calls, mm. which obviously is a little bit time intensive. But I think when you're talking about things like tone of voice or certain preferences towards video styles or like really trying to hone key messages or kind of explain to someone that they need to take a risk or take a kind of position on something and put something, you know, put a stake in the ground in order for that, the, you know, for this video to be effective. I think, you know, that kind of like, you know doing it through kind of conversations i think can be really helpful um so that's usually uh, like a big part of our process and i think just generally we always try and really front load it so it's like you know it's making all of those creative decisions or as many as possible up front getting that consensus up front involving all your stakeholders that you might need at that stage and i mean what we've done with some of our clients especially where like the key messaging has been a little bit hard to pull together or something kind of fundamental like that it's just to kind of hold a little workshop call mm-hmm. essentially yeah. and just like you know just really just kind of collate it and like kind of make help make help help them make decisions essentially yeah i was going to say like something like a workshop makes sense because i feel like in order to get buy-in from people you need to explain to them why video is so important and why why it's worth doing that do you find yourself doing a lot of those workshops yeah no a fair few or at least just like kind of having those conversations a few times like about you know our philosophy about like how you write a copy you know how you write copy for a brand video or or uh, or whatever and you know the kind of what makes one work and what makes one doesn't like what what it can't do for you and what it can you know what it can say you know that kind of thing um and then i mean in terms of the rest of the process um you know you you just work through a number of drafts we kind of include that in the way that we work Because there, you know, it is this now, you know, there's, if you never fed back on a video before, that's obviously kind of like a bit of a, a bit of a kind of experience to learn. So I think you need a couple of chances to like, just, you know, look at it and watch it with the team and that kind of thing. And stay away from like feedback that's like, uh, it just doesn't, I'll I'll know it when I see it. That's the worst, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, no, we sure. I mean, I get why, you know, because people, you know, the reason why we're, you know, it's fair enough. Like, you know, the reason why we're, we're in business is because, uh, you know, that we're, we're there to help sure, sure. that. And, you know, if people had, if people had those opinions off the bat, then, you know, um, wouldn't be very useful at all. So, um, yeah, no, I get, I get it. Yeah, that can be tricky for sure. Um, great. Well, thanks so much, Gabriel. I have one more question for you, which is, what would you say, you've mentioned Bitpanda, but I'd love to hear what are some other B2B companies that you think are doing a great job with video? Yeah, well, I think I'd be remiss if in shout out Modular, like cool. they're one of our longest yeah. standing clients. And um, I, I, they've done so many like interesting things with video and like a lot of like kind of, I don't know, my ideas or how we've kind of learned together of like, you know, uh, what you can do like whether it's like really interesting kind of 3d animations around events or like a really neat kind of like webinar strategy that has kind of on-demand content attached to it or you know just some kind of videos used in the sales process i think you know that there's you know i think all all of the stuff that we've done with them i really like and i think you know they the way they think about like video and their brand generally is like it's really cool um i guess beyond that field i watched a great I watched a great um, uh, brand animation by Soldo the other day. I cool. think yeah, called. yeah, she I was know in them. a very different style. I really like that. Um, and I mean, it's slightly outside of the world of fintech. I think you know, you can you can draw a lot upon kind of SaaS um, and like you know, B two B just tech products in general. Uh, one that we always reference a lot is the is the WeTransfer. I think That's you know true, yeah. that they they like copywriting is incredible. The style of that they're some of their videos are really, really cool as well. I think it's just such a clever way that they pitch themselves. Um, as kind of, and you know, obviously anything like B two B, you have to very much kind of take that kind of angle of like you're somehow empowering someone's work mm-hmm. or making them easier. But I think it's like all of the nuances and how you do that and how creative you do it and how like emotive you can be about it. And I mean, they've got like amazing lines in some of their copy that's like you know you wouldn't like shrink or like compromise your vision and obviously their product allows you to upload large files but it's, it's such, such like a clever like positioning as that you know i think like if you can find some sort of way of like doing that having that kind of emotive or kind of opinion like in and apply it to your like your fintech i think you know you can have a lot of impact that way yeah those are some great examples i have to go and follow all of them now on LinkedIn and, and cool. uh, check them out. I think it's great. Well, thanks so much, Gabriel. I think this has been, yeah, it's packed with really good information, really good tips. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all your knowledge. Um, and of course, you know, you also do videos. So if anyone's looking for video there, they can reach out to you, I'm guessing, on your website. Uh, if they're looking for yeah, support. Absolutely. No, be good to uh, Gabriel works only in fintech or financial services. So you know the world inside out. Um, so thanks a lot, Gabriel. And uh, yeah. And see you see you around the Slack group. Yeah, no, cheers. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find all the information and show notes over at fintechmarketinghub.com and then click on podcast. We've also got a fintech marketing Slack community where you can meet fellow fintech marketers and founders, ask podcast guest questions ahead of a show and attend exclusive online events with industry experts. We'd love to see you in there, hear your feedback and learn about the challenges you're currently facing in your role. To join, head to fintechmarketinghub.com forward slash Slack. That's all for today. See you in the Slack.